Hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode 102. Let's catch up. My name is Pete, and joining me tonight is Tom. Hey, how are you doing, Pete? We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. We're back. Feels kind of weird being back. Doesn't it? It's it's been a month, I guess, almost. You look different. I feel different. You look like a, a tired father. So I'm I'm trying to pull off this like whole bum thing, like not showering or shaving and just like dressing like a creep. I think it's working really well. I feel great. I mean, he is showering. He's definitely not shaving. But I mean, we had some things happen, which uh, I alluded to on Twitter of why. While we've been a month a month out here, I had some crazy travel, for one. Uh, Matt's platform or program that he records on is broken, so he, he's not here today. And Pete? Yeah, Dunn had me another kid. Dunn had him another kid. So that's why I said he looked like a tired father. He looks like he has a newborn, as you can imagine. So what we're going to do tonight is we're going to play catch up. There's like four weeks of news that we missed out on. We're going to talk about the news. We're going to talk about... I've got some stuff that's going on. Tom just got back from another Disney trip, which has actually spurned another episode idea. So we'll talk about that. Just talk about some other developments in, in the Disney uh, Disney world. So since we're going to do a lot of news here is, is kind of our main topic, we'll go ahead and pause right now to hear from our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. So your family is coming to Orlando. And the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun. But you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. You're not asking for much. You just want the convenience of a clean, affordable stroller or crib delivered to your hotel or vacation home, ready to use. Welcome to Kingdom Strollers, a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. To book your stroller or crib, just click on the item you'd like to reserve and select the dates for your rental. We run a tight ship, so we will never overbook. Next, tell us where you're staying and choose the times for delivery and pickup. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today. All right, well, let's get rolling um, playing, playing catch-up tonight. So as Tom said, I, I did have a, uh, a new baby girl a couple weeks ago, and it's really kept me out of the loop. Haven't really had time to do much of anything. We uh, between our newborn and our eldest daughter, it's it's been kind of tiring. So I, I, I'm finally caught up to the point where we can uh, we can start to do this again. But uh, yeah, so that so that's where I've been. Tom, it feels like you've been traveling everywhere for the last. Couple yeah, I mean of weeks. It, it's been. Um... It's been a wild month. I guess at the beginning of the month, we had the Disney Half Marathon, and that coincided with almost two consecutive weeks on the road for work. So I never was really home. I was working, come home, we go to Disney. Uh, actually, the day we returned from Disney, I flew out for another work trip, 
uh, and then and then got back on a on a Friday, and I'm sure we traveled somewhere else after then. So it's been it's been wild, but it's it's good to be back. Uh, base, I typically will pull the news for us when we do this, so I can tell I felt it as I pulled the news that we've been gone for uh, for a month. But I think we're so you know I mean I guess stick with us. Some of this you may already know because it is going to be dated. But we wanted to make sure we we captured everything that's happened over the last month, uh, as well as some some neat things that we have seen going on at Disney World. And and just briefly, I mean, touch on your uh, your last trip to Disney. I mean, you guys went down for for the for the half marathon, the the uh, food and wine half marathon. Stayed off property, went with a, a large group of people, which we're gonna we're gonna talk about in a future episode. Traveling with a large group of people because it is it is different going with a large group of people versus going with two or three or four or even five other people. Yeah, it's so it was it was really unique and we'll talk about it in a, in more detail, but we, we rented a house, which is the first time I've ever done that. Highly recommend it from a cost standpoint, location from the exit of Hollywood Studios to our front door is about twelve minute drive. And we had annual pass holders in the house, so we had free parking, which made it nice. We could take multiple cars, some could leave early, some could stay and play. And the the old <coughs> excuse me the purpose of the trip was for the race. Uh, there were a group of my wife and her friends running the race together, and all the all, none of the guys ran. Uh, we we were there at the finish line, but that was kind of the idea behind going to Disney. And so we figured while we were there, might as well take in you know the final not so scary party of the year, which we did, and then pop into Hollywood Studios for a day and Epcot for uh for a day so it was, it was a pretty relaxing trip from a standpoint of it wasn't really go 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 but it's challenging going to disney with a group of what nine at one point would probably be the most we had together at, at one given time so fast passes made it even another pickle another challenge to that is we weren't all linked through the disney experience apps so maybe i could find fast passes why two others couldn't or they were finding stuff and we couldn't so that made a night that made it more of a nightmare to get fast passes together as well but you want to dive into the news? Let's let's dive into the news because I this is going to be where we spend the bulk of our time here. Let's get to it. I'm going to still go park by park. And uh, Pete, if there's something that jumps out you want to talk in, talk deeper or, or further about, let's let's do that. So Magic Kingdom's early morning magic gets a Cinderella plus up. Disney's adding some extra fun to the Magic Kingdom's early morning magic upcharge for eight event dates from February 11th, 2020 to March 3rd, 2020. These special dates, there'll be an early morning event. It includes a buffet, breakfast, and pre-park opening access to Fantasyland. So you have attractions like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Peter Pan's Flight, and Princess Fairytale Hall. And it will include special enhancements themed to the film Cinderella. And there will also be favorite characters from the th- from the film Cinderella uh, in the area as well. You know, this is something I think for little for little ones, especially if you have young daughters, this could be a really fun event. I do not have pricing in front of me right now. I would imagine it, it is not cheap. Because you do get the breakfast buffet, which typically runs, you know, forty to sixty bucks uh, a person, depending on children or depending on adults. I I will tell you, it costs a dollar a minute. A dollar per a person. I mean, a dollar a minute. I don't know. I mean, Do- it, it, a dollar it, a minute. But it. But it. What's the. What, what is it worth to make your. Uh, your daughter happy. So you get in. You get in at seven forty-five. Instead of it at nine when the rest of the park opens. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, not for me, but it could be. It, it could be for you. So I'm glad we we passed that along. Now, and it is just Fantasyland. I do want to note. So you you're not going to go to early 
morning magic hours and go ride Space Mountain. Like Tom said, this is specifically for, I would say, smaller children. I mean, you do get Seven Dwarfs Mine Train in there, but but it is Fantasyland. I mean, Seven Dwarfs and Peter Pan are tough tough attractions to ride. I mean, that frees up two fast pass slots for you. So I don't know. That's uh, one thing going on. Another thing going on at Magic Kingdom. Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin is set to get a Q refurbishment. I want to make sure everybody hears that. It's not the attraction itself getting refurbishment where I believe it's most needed, but it's going to get touched up on the uh, throughout the queue. I don't know how long the refurbishment will last. I don't think they're going to close the attraction. They're just going to put some walls up to spruce up the queue. I don't I don't know. This this feels unnecessary to me. If you're going to do a refurbishment on this attraction, I think you need to fully close it down, pull out all the 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 Space Ranger spin vehicles that don't work, the guns that don't work. I think you need to either either do nothing to it and leave it as is. Or spend some serious time with it down. Yeah, this is really disappointing to me too. Because 10 years ago when this attraction were was newer, it needed that queue, right? Because, I mean, you spent hours in it. Now, I mean, unless unless Space Mountain's closed or unless the park's really busy, you're not spending but 15 or 20 minutes in this queue. So, whatever. Who cares about the queue? But you're absolutely right. They need to fix the stuff that's broken on this uh, on this ride. They need to fix the effects that don't work. They need to fix the guns that don't work, the vehicles that don't spin. There's there's a lot that they can fix on this ride that's not the queue. Focusing in the wrong area, in my opinion, on this one. I, I couldn't agree. Well said. Something I do think we'll we'll talk about here. Disney Villains After Hours will return in 2020 for more nights than ever. Uh, it'll begin in 2020 in February, and it'll run through July 10th of 2020, and it has an increased number of dates. So without having to give you each individual date, there's four dates in February, four dates in March, Four dates in April, five dates in May, five dates in June, two dates in July. So what's that? Four, eight, a lot, 18, a, a lot more than this year. Thirty nights, probably, Thir- th- roughly thirty nights, maybe a little less. Pete, what do you think? I, I mean, the Villains After Hours. I think you did at Hollywood Studios was better than the Magic Kingdom one. Yeah, but I, you know, we we did an episode on this, and I I think we both liked it, but I think we both were kind of left with a sense of what's the point of this. I'm I'm glad that they're doing more. Because I feel like some of the problems that we encountered at this Villains After Hours event was can be directly attributed to the fact that there were only like six of them or something like that, right? There weren't a whole lot of them. So adding a bunch more spreads the crowds out, I, I hope. Now, and I'm hoping there are some changes. Character meet and greets would be one welcome change. That'll help the crowds um, in, in our estimation. But a lot of things, I mean, and, and I've said this already, if it, if it was a 17 and over or 16 and over event, I think that would be a real win too. And I'm sure that, that um, we're going to have some people on both sides of the fence there. But I think uh, when you hit that age, Disney can be maybe not the cool thing to do anymore. And if you had an event just for older kids and you did scarier things in the park, I think it could be a real win. I, I think something else controversial, it, it, maybe you allow alcohol at this event. I mean, again, you make it an 18 over 18 and over event or even a 21 and over event, you allow alcohol at this event. I think it changes the dynamics of what this is, certainly, but I think it also draws a lot more people and a lot different crowds than, than what you're getting. I agree. I agree. I don't think you'll ever see it, but that's why maybe you do it. That's why you do it in a different park. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's, that's why it was at Hollywood Studios. I feel like the Hollywood Studios one worked well. That was when there were actually rides at Hollywood Studios. Although we're getting back to that point now. But again, I think based on your experience and my experience, this was far too crowded. And, it, you know, it was just rides after dark was was all it was. And, and free popcorn. Yep, there wasn't popcorn. a whole lot extra there. 
Right, right. Space Space Mountain in the dark was worth the price of admission, I guess. But you know, they really need to add something else if they're going. to... You can to do Space Mountain in the dark now for not so scary. So you correct. can still get you can still get that for probably a better event. Correct. So I'm glad they're adding more events, provided that it spreads the crowds out some more. Staying in Magic Kingdom, uh, this is a little bit dated. So going back to the beginning of November, Christmas arrived at Magic Kingdom. I think in general, maybe maybe we hit some of the other festive upgrades, but Disney's doing a really, really good job in this area on upgrades and decorations for Christmas. So obviously, what 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 is Magic Kingdom? What is Christmas coming to Magic Kingdom? Well, one, you have Mickey's Very Merry Party, Merry, Very Merry Christmas Party that, that's going on. You have the overlay of the Jungle Cruise attraction uh, that, that is typically a, a big hot ticket seller. Uh, people like doing that. It's very, uh, it's very neat. And then Main Street, Looks ridiculous. I mean, it's unbelievable. It snows in in Magic Kingdom, so that uh, that happened November second. That would have been the day after the Mickey's Not So Scary. I was actually at Disney World at this time, but we were not in Magic Kingdom that day. We were in Hollywood Studios. Moving over to Epcot, Frozen Two comes to Norway Pavilion in an effort to keep the Frozen attractions in the Norway Pavilion as relevant as possible. Now that Frozen Two is in theaters, guests who visit the Royal Sisters on and Elsa can see them in their new outfits from the movie Frozen Two. Uh, however, please be aware these outfits are from the finale of this new film, and it could be considered a spoiler if you haven't seen the movie yet. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's important to know. Uh, I, w- I don't think I would think twice about it, but... Do you think they have the ability to change this ride to match sequels as they come out? I mean, if there's a Frozen 3 or Frozen 2, like, do they have the ability to change this ride to, to match that? It's, it's an interesting thought. I mean, there, there's not a whole lot you can do with that ride anyway... But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you could change the attraction. I, I don't know. I think you leave that alone. I think you leave that alone. Frozen, Frozen's a good movie. No, nah, Frozen is a good movie, and I haven't seen Frozen two yet, so don't ruin it for me. Is Frozen two going to be as iconic as Frozen? Probably not. So Are I mean, Frozen. I, well, I think Frozen's always going to be relevant, and and that look, that's what bothers me about Disney updating all this stuff. And I mean, Frozen is Frozen is a movie that will be relevant. Right, it's the same reason they're building a Mary Poppins attraction at Epcot. Mary Poppins was made in the '60s. It's still relevant. It doesn't always have to be new, and you don't have to close the great movie ride just because the movies are outdated. Oh, is you this, knew I was going to get back to that. This is what. We're, oh, okay, we're moving on. Living with the land gets a holiday overlay. <clears throat> this is going to be a theme in every park and area of Disney World we visit. Epcot celebrating the holiday season in Future World with the debut of a new holiday overlay. Living with the land, merry and bright nights. The new evenings only offering allows guests to experience this attraction with an overlay of holiday lights and decorations in the greenhouse section of this Epcot favorite. Because of the seasonal nature of this attraction, Living with the Land will be extending its operating hours and will now open or be open until the park close. That's I think this is cool. really cool. Yeah. This is an attraction that I love, but some people that they've done it, they've been there, seen that, done that. This gives you a reason to go ride this attraction. And and I feel like this is an attraction that I, I know for me, and I'm pretty sure for you as well, you, you ride it every time you go, regardless. This is one of my you, favorite attractions, and it's right there with Journey to Imagination. Yeah, you've seen it a ton of times, but you still go back and see it again. Yeah, I think I think this is great, and this is what I mean. Disney's going a step further with these holiday overlays. They're, they're putting time, money, resources, people into this, and it's paying off. It's paying off, in my opinion. Uh, Epcot's Penn Central, set to move into Camera Center. So as they're kind of doing the preparation for redesigning the central spine of Future World, the Walt Disney Resort has announced that the Epcot's Penn Central will close soon with the merchandise moving to the former Camera Center location. 
This merchandise shop is also going to be currently closed, but when it reopens on December 8th, it will be rebranded as the new Pin Traders and Camera Center Shop. Uh, I don't need to spend much time there. I mean, that's just Epcot in a nutshell. A ton of, ton of things happening, a ton of construction, a ton of things moving around. will be a little confusing if you've been to Disney your entire life. Things won't be where you think they should be. <clears throat> but we're building for a new tomorrow in Epcot. Uh, so Disney has now shared details about 2020 Festival of the Arts. So we're in the, well, we've now completed the International Food and Wine Festival, I believe. And Epcot International Festival of Holidays is starting soon. The park is looking ahead to 2020. It's announced the first details of the International Festival of the Arts kicking off January 17th and lasting roughly 39, uh, yeah, 39 days to February 24th. Uh, first up is returning of a Disney Broadway series, which will include performances this year from Kissy Simmons, uh, Heidi Blankenstaff, uh, Alton Fitzgerald White, Gavin Lee, Ashley Brown, Josh Strickland, Carol Lindsay, and Kevin Massey. Uh, next, Disney has confirmed that a new play area featuring Wally will be coming to this festival, and there will be some returning favorites, including the giant wall mural and Figment's, Figment's Brush with the Master's Scavenger Hunt uh, will also be back for 2020. Another theme about Epcot, festivals never end. Staying with Epcot, Mickey Mouse Imagination Meet and Greet coming to Epcot next year. Because of Epcot's central spine redesign, many of the character meet and greets in the park have, have had to move to new locations. Soon guests will be able to meet Mickey Mouse in a new permanent meet and greet area, in the Imagination Pavilion as part of the Disney and Pixar Short Film Festival. Mickey Mouse will be moving to a new area of the indoor queue for this attraction and will have a special film strip background that will showcase this beloved character's history. Kind Wait, of the same so you, th- you mean Epcot's under construction right now? Yeah, right? Same theme. Epcot's under construction. Things are moving around. We could have <laughs> said that and gone with the Hollywood Studios. <laughs> and moved on, right? Hollywood Chip and Dale Magnets coming to Epcot later this month. This is something that I, I've gotten really into since I've be, you know, these are, these passwords. are AP, right? AP only. Yep. So through the holiday season, you can go to Epcot, Epcot's, uh, multiple areas, I guess I was going to say one, one spot. I usually go by mouse gear to, to pick mine up, but they have a uh, certain November 29th annual pass holders can pick up the new set of holiday inspired Chippendale magnets from mouse, mouse gear with your annual pass and photo ID. My wife and I pick these up every time our fr- everyone comes to our house and say, Oh, are you an annual pass holder? Because they're all over our fridge. Moving to Hollywood studios. Space 2020 restaurant delayed until 2020, which is not how this was supposed to happen. It's just ironic that it's called Space 2020. Uh, it was originally slated to open this year with only a few weeks to go and no opening date announced. Many became space, to speculate. Space 220. Space 220. What did I, I called it 2020. Yeah, Space, space 220. 2020. I'm sorry. Uh, according to the – well, actually, I'm just going to break it down. What happened here was I believe they had their head chef leave. So they have a recent job posting to – which kind of confirmed this, they need to hire a head chef and the new location will open in early 2020. That's where we found this bit of news. It potentially in February is, is kind of the the date, uh, but they need to find a head chef. And so what I think Disney should do is open on 2-20-2020. So February, February 20th, 2020 is what I think they should do, but we'll see if uh, if they're listening to our podcast or not. So the, the company that's that's running this restaurant is the same company that runs Via Napoli and Morimoto and the Edison and, and Maria and Enzo's and Enzo's Hideaway too. I think. I mean, they obviously know what they're doing, right? I mean, these are these are some of the good good restaurants at Disney Springs. Although Enzo's Hideaway, I, I wish we had eaten at the Edison. Let's just put it that way. I got lost at the I got lost in between the Edison and Enzo's. So you did. Did we a, know a tunnel? Do we know anything about this restaurant as far as like what kind of food they're going to have or 
I mean, I, I know that I the don't. thing that everybody's talking about is how you're going to get there. You have to take a space elevator up there, right? I'm using air quotes for space elevator. But, but do we know anything about like what kind of food that they're going to have or? I don't have a clue. It doesn't mean it's not, it's not out there. I just, I don't know. I, I think as far as what you're going to see, I think if you think of Be Our Guest, the, the back wall of the main dining room, you know, imagine that, but showing pictures of space, right? I, mean, I think that's what you're going to see. It's going to be a, a there look like windows into space. I mean, yeah, think Space Mountain, but way more advanced. <laughs> space Mountain, the little uh, the little windows that bow yeah. out when you when you walk yeah. by them. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be a little bit more advanced than that. Moving to Animal Kingdom, this is nuts to me. Primeval World set to reopen next week on a seasonal schedule. Who so, who would have who would have thought? Like this I, I actually this reopened. I thought this thing was dead, dead in the water. It's been a very strange journey for Primeval World at Disney's Animal Kingdom, but on Saturday, November twenty third, so it just it just did. Uh, it it will reopen, and on a seasonal schedule throughout the holidays. Did we talk about uh, Dino Land? I think we, we talked about Dino Land. We did. Uh, right, come I, on, bulldo- say- bulldoze it. Hmm. Bulldoze it. Yeah, bulldoze it. I agree. I agree, but. But we're back. Primeval World is back. So if you have Fast Passes, you can now make Fast Passes from Primeval World, and it's on a seasonal schedule. If it is something that's near and dear to your heart, I would say go ride it now because this thing is it's going away. I just don't know when. <laughs> Here's one thing that, that I think is probably my, one of my favorite things, and why Pete was out kind of with the newborn, I told him I almost made an episode on my own to just talk about Disney's Animal Kingdom and the holiday overlays that are there. They did it up big time here. So you have the Holiday Tree of Life Awakenings. As the sun sets, tree life will awaken with a series of wintry tales that play out before a holiday score. This show is fantastic. Then you have Discovery Island new entertainment offering. So it's like, it's animal puppets. So there's bears, penguins, foxes, and they entertain the guests in an interactive experience, which is fantastic. I have not seen it in person. I have seen it online. It's something I will be sure to do in December. And then probably my favorite is Christmas at Pandora. For the first time since it opened, Pandora the World of Avatar has a holiday decorations around the new land, including a Santa bear on the mech suit near the Satula Canteen. The way they decorated this, it, it's it's Christmas decorations, but it's all with things you would find in the World of Avatar. So it's really unique what, how, how they've done this. One thing that, that I didn't mention here, but I, I, I don't want to leave it without saying it. Dino Land USA looks unbelievable. And I told Pete this, and he's like, like can you really it's like putting can you really put lipstick on a pig but no it looks unreal you know we didn't mention it over at hollywood studios either the uh the tower of terror the the um you know they're they're doing the uh they're doing the projection on that for the holidays too and it looks fantastic i saw a couple pictures of that the other day and it really yeah, does they, look they, amazing they're investing a lot of time and energy into this and and it's i love it i absolutely love it but i would i would like to see pandora you have to you have to send me some pictures when you go Pandora decorated for the holidays because that that is kind of cool. Staying with the holiday overlay theme, Jock Lindsay's holiday bar overlay has just started. Uh, Monday today, November twenty fifth, was the day that it began. I still don't know what it, what it entails, but there's holiday decorations, specialty drinks, and music during the seasonal overlay. Jock Lindsay's is a cool place. We we've been before uh, for for a quick drink. And it just goes to show you, Disney's committed to this, this Christmas deal. I mean, Disney Springs has has grown leaps and bounds in their decorations. So I think it's cool they're featuring one of the restaurants. Staying with the, the Christmas theme at Disney Springs, the holidays have obviously arrived there. 
You have the Christmas Tree Trail, featuring several Christmas trees decorated in themes that recall Disney films, Disney Springs. Uh, favorite is is Returned. Um, I will be doing the Christmas Tree Trail this year. It is free, and there are very unique trees. Uh, they're decorated extremely well. There is a Santa Claus visit from now until December 24th inside of the Christmas Tree Trail. You can take a visit and a photo with Santa Claus from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. There And there's Stitch's Holiday Gift Hunt, which is, I believe you get a special map, and there's 12 different locations at Disney Springs where Stitch is cleverly hidden. You've seen them do this at Food and Wine with Ratatouille as well, Remy from Ratatouille as well, and you receive a Christmas surprise once you've completed the gift hunt. Which I'm sure is like... A Hershey Kiss or something like that. So you know what? You know what they give away for for the one in food and wine? It's six ninety nine for the map. They give away a Turvis tumbler. Really? That's kind of nice. It's a lower quality, but there's like a figment one and a mini one and there was a Remy one that they were out they're out of, but I, I mean, didn't food and wine's that. over now. Hmm? Yeah. Ended a couple days ago. But but that's what they were getting. it was probably one of the nicer things I've seen them give out for those scavenger hunts. So maybe it's not, maybe it's probably like a sugar cookie is what I, I'm guessing. <laughs> well, you know what I, what I wish they would come back with, and we haven't seen for a couple of years. I don't know if you remember the, uh, the drone show that they had at, uh, at Disney Springs. It was a Christmas drone show. I know exactly what you're talking about. And it was phenomenal. Speaking of drones, should have mentioned this in Hollywood Studios. Yeah, I heard about this. Have you seen that? Yeah, the so, full size, full size X wing drones. Full sized X wing drones, and how cool I think, is that? I think they're gonna. I, they won't be something they can do permanently, because they don't have regulations to be able to fly those things around all the time. But I think they're gonna do it. Here's my prediction: when Rise of Resistance opens, they'll have some kind of blow up, and I think that's when they're gonna do it. And they'll never come back. It'll be like the dragon that flew over Fantasyland and has never come back. Yeah. No, I think I think so too. I think so too. And. I, It'll be really cool when you know for the couple days or month or whatever that they no. It'll do be it. like one. It'll be like one night. <laughs> like only only media or somebody there will get to see it, and it'll it'll be yeah. just like that dragon. We'll we'll see videos of it though. Yeah, the, those things look sweet. They do look sweet. Um, staying with Disney Springs, annual pass holders are getting a deep discount on NBA experience tickets. And if Disney <laughs> didn't see this coming, they're blind. What if I mean, they, what <laughs> I don't what know what they thought you? was going to happen. The discounts are 19 bucks for pass holders, adults, and $14 for children. That is down from 34 for adults and 29 for children. So, so I mean, half price. Half price. Why, why did I'm, they just not leave Disney? I mean, even like Disney Quest, as bad as it was, I mean, I feel like was drawing more crowds than the NBA experience. There's like six people that go to the, the NBA experience. I've, I don't know what they were thinking when they were building it. I was confused. I haven't been... And I've been to Disney Springs and Disney World a ton since it's opened. And I'm a basketball guy. And I have no interest in going. You know what they should have done? I mean, they have this partnership with The Void, right, at Disney Springs. Like, why doesn't Disney do something like that on their own? They've got there, There's a space right there. They should have just made it eight stories of laser tag. <laughs> or, or, you know, the Epcot Experience building that they have in Epcot now. That building's sweet. Don't do that there. I, I don't know. I just figured I'd pass, pass the information along. Uh, Mickey's Pantry now closed. Location to reopen next week at Spice and Tea at Spice and Tea Exchange, I believe. Mickey's Pantry in the Marketplace at Disney Springs closed earlier this week and will reopen next week. Uh, well, actually, this would have been last week that it reopened. So 
Uh, it's back open. Frequenters of this location know the Spice and Tea Exchange is a shop within a shop at Mickey's Pantry. And this popular brand is going to have its own location at Disney Springs now. Uh, let's see. What else we got? Oh, another thing at Disney Springs. Ron John, Ron John Surf Shop is now open. Uh, 10,000 square foot location. Be interested to see how this does. I have an irrational hatred of Ron John's surf shop. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, uh, this is the 12th location in the U.S., but I feel like they're everywhere where, where we grew up. Well, so I went on a trip with a bunch of people to Miami, and I drove through the night to get down to Miami. All I wanted to do was go back to the hotel and sleep. One of the girls that we were with insisted that we drive 45 minutes across Miami to go to Ron John's. Literally walked in. I mean, it's the same crap you find at any beach store anywhere in the United States. And so we walked in, we were there for five minutes, and then left. 45 minutes, one way, out of the way. That's a nice way to spend an hour and 35 minutes. Yeah, so I have that's I have an irrational hatred of Ron John's surf shop. I, I won't go in there. Well, here's something you don't have an irrational hatred toward. Disney Plus. So I'll talk about the information kiosk that's now open at Disney Springs. That seems a little unnecessary to me. However, I love Disney Plus. Well, it's mind-boggling because who doesn't know that Disney came out with this streaming service? Like, who needs information on – who needs to go to Disney Springs and go to a booth to hear about Disney Plus? I don't know. I don't know. Disney have, Plus Have is, you watched The Mandalorian yet? No. I'm waiting for episodes to build up. You got you to gotta start watching it. I'll be honest. I'm waiting for all eight to build up. Really? I might, I might spoil something for you here in a don't minute. Don't spoil anything for me here or any of our loyal listeners. If they've all caught up. I mean – They've all, come on. You think they haven't watched it? No, there's like a two-year rule in this. Like, like you could spoil two Breaking year? Bad. What? You could no. spoil Breaking Bad, but not El Camino because that just came out. You get, you get like, you get like a, a three-week grace period. I've been watching Boy Meets World. <laughs> there, anyway, there's a lot on Disney Plus. It's totally worth it. I mean, it, really, anything. There are a couple of things that are not on there. Obviously, you're not going to find Song of the South on there. Because, duh. There's there's a couple other things that Disney, you know, some of the older Spider-Man movies, some of the stuff that Disney has arrangements in place with other streaming services or, or whatever. But I think everything, the plan is for everything to make its way over to Disney Plus eventually. And I mean, there's stuff on there that, have you watched the uh, Imagineering documentary? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's so there's all kinds of stuff like that on there that it's, it's well worth the seven bucks a month that uh, that you pay for it. So another thing I'll say, if, if you are on the fence about Disney Plus and you have kids at home and you're a Netflix person, it's better than Netflix. Uh, if I had, if we had kids, I, my wife was talking to one of her friends who has two little ones and she, she actually didn't know all about Disney Plus. And so my wife was telling her what's on there and the type of movies and shows her kids want to watch, you know, they have Hulu and Netflix, but I, I, you know, my wife said, Hey, listen, just cancel those. Or if you really want to keep Hulu, bundle that with Disney Plus and ESPN Plus and get rid of Netflix because I think you're going to find, you know, Pete, your daughter, your older, older daughter probably loves Disney plus. And I mean, we don't, we are. have not played anything but Disney plus since we got Disney plus. Like that's the only streaming service we've used in our house. Right. So yeah, it's, it's big time. And if you want more information, you can go to Disney Springs to learn about it. Who wants to Google things anymore? Uh, magic ticket returns for holiday 2019 and most of 2020. So what this is, it's a four park magic ticket. So it's a four-day ticket that includes one admission to each of the four Walt Disney World theme parks. It's $89 per day plus tax. And if you want to take advantage of this money-saving ticket deal, here's what you need to know. Guess who must 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 start a must select a start date? Wow. And the 
Ticket expires seven days after the selected start date. Prices vary on start date selected. And guests can add one admission to the water parks and one admission to the NBA experience for an extra 40 bucks, which actually pretty good deal on the water parks. Uh, the NBA experience, I think they just threw that in. Maybe you'll stumble into there instead. Uh, so that is for ages 10 and up. Uh, it's a pretty good deal. Uh, it's, you know, it's another way to, another way to do Disney. Um, new slap bracelet. Magic bands are now available. Each slap bracelet retails yeah, for twenty four ninety nine. Let me, let me stop you there. They were available and they're not available anymore due to manufacturing defects. Well, it's not here anymore. So we'll, uh, we'll move to a topic that we've probably hit in the past. Walt Disney World only saw a slight attendance bump after the opening of Star Wars. That's, that's been confirmed now. Uh, Disney World during the, during, I guess they had their earnings call. And some some are reading this as an early sign of failure for Star Wars. I'm not sure that's accurate. I mean, I, I think you want to talk overall. I don't know. A lot of Disney's Disney's a shell of itself. I mean, I, I have people who are live and work there that say going to Epcot right now is they, they just want don't even want to do it. So, and you have to keep in mind, Rise of Resistance isn't open yet, and that's a big component to Galaxy's Edge. Oh, okay. Let's talk about the this attendance thing real quick. So, you know, Disney released earnings while we were away and attendance is down, no question, but park revenues are up. So you've got fewer people spending more money, which is ideal for Disney, right? It's exactly what they want. But you also had this major shakeup in, you had a lot of people moving around. You've got um, some people forced into retirement. So, you know, that also sends a different message that, hey, maybe this wasn't as successful as we think it was. I will say that, you know, have we went to Galaxy's Edge, what? Three weeks after it opened? Yeah, it was something like that. Yep. Two or three weeks after it opened, it was not nearly as crowded as, as I thought it was going to be. I mean, would you agree with that? Yeah, it, has, it hasn't been nearly as crowded as I thought it would be ever. And I've been there like five times now. So I, I think there's something to be said for that. Now, you are right in that a major component of the land is is not open yet. You know, you've you've got Rise of the Resistance, which is supposedly the the biggest thing Disney has ever done that opens in 10 days or 11 days or whatever, however many days it is. So does that have some bearing on it? Yeah, maybe. But I mean, I, I, I think, and I think I was mistaken in my viewpoint and, and, and Disney was as well, that, you know, the queues to get in here were just going to be astronomical and they were going to have to have these boarding groups to get in and you know, you were going to see hour plus waits to get into the into the uh, land itself, and then you were going to see 200, 300 minute waits for Millennium Falcon. That just hasn't materialized. So, is it a failure? No, I mean, I think I think this is the best thing that Disney's ever done as far as a themed land. I think I think this is great. But is it a failure from an attendance standpoint? I think absolutely. I don't think it's drawn in nearly what they thought it would. I'm going to wait to judge it as a finished product. I mean, I. I guess, yeah, these numbers don't lie, right? Attendance is attendance is attendance. I think the general person will look at it and say, oh, the wait times aren't very long. One, there's a ton of stuff to do in there. And two, there's no fast pass for um, Smuggler's Run. So the wait time is, is probably never going to float higher than 60 minutes. But I'm going to wait till it's a finished product and we have a few months of that. And and especially the holiday season too. Kind of what does that bring? But yeah, I mean, I think there's I think there's got to be reason for concern. And <laughs> And Disney's, I mean, Disney better hope Rise of Resistance is a massive success, which it, I think I think it will be. I, I'll I'll say that I'm not concerned that that that's not going to be the best attraction at Disney. But I think it should be. Uh, one thing that 
we reported on one of our last podcasts was that fuel rods were going to be you were going to be charged for swapping fuel rods at Disney World, similar to how Universal does it. They they do the same deal there. It's like three dollars for a swap. There was a massive outcry of customer complaints on this, and so fuel rods are free to swap again. This this is this is a good direction Disney to go to listen to the listen to the people going to the park. And while I understand the three dollar charge, I also get that hey, if you have something for free that long, it's it's really hard to get it up to three dollars. Or if it's like in business, if you give someone a price one time, it's gonna be really hard to not give them that price again. So I think uh, just want to report that they are free swaps. So if you go to do a fuel rod, don't uh, don't think something's going wrong. If you listen to our podcast or, or or don't be discouraged to do it because of the, the swap charge. There's no swap charge. It is a free swap. And Disney Skyliner Transports, their one millionth guest. So it's been open, I don't know, six weeks, something like that. First That's day of operation. Crazy. No, maybe not that no, maybe not that that maybe longer. No, when we I mean you guys September were September twenty seventh is when it opened. So yeah, you guys were there months. right when it opened. Yeah, but I say yeah, so September twenty seventh is, is when it opened officially. But it had a Two weeks down. So, yeah, you're at like six weeks of it, of it actually being functioning. And one million guests have already been transported on the Disney Skyliner. Yeah. You know, no, it's noteworthy. It's noteworthy. But uh, let's hope they don't have another catastrophic issue like they did on uh, yep. when we were there the first weekend it was open. Uh, but that that's it for the news. Uh, this uh, news-heavy episode. We appreciate you sticking with us, uh, being patient with us here in the in the time off. And um, hopefully this caught you up on, on everything Disney from, from what's going on. And, and like Pete said, we've got some episodes we've already thought about doing next. You know, I think we, we owed you guys a what is Disney doing well episode after we had a what is Disney not doing well. And then we talked about, you know, now that I've done Disney with a group, kind of dive into what that looks like. All right. Well, uh, if that's it, let's go to the trivia question and secret for the week. What do we got? So, Seeker of the Week, did you know there are four theme parks at Disney World draw over 50 million guests in attendance per year? That takes up four of the top five spots for the most visited parks in America. Can you guess the other park? Of course, it is Disneyland uh, in California. That is uh, the number two theme park where it attracts the number two most guests uh, per year. So, I thought that was kind of neat that Disney has, and it kind of makes sense, I guess, but all five of the top five of theme parks in, uh, in America. Most visited theme parks in America, I guess. And it just shows you the scope of Disney World that they have four of the top five in the, in the same general area. Going to the trivia question from, what, late October? How many There's hidden lot, Mickeys yeah. are in the final scene of the Carousel of Progress? And in what form is uh, each Mickey in these uh, in, in each example? There are four Mickeys. Nutcracker on the fireplace. There's a plush peeking out from a present. There's a white pepper mill on the kitchen counter. And there's an abstract painting on the dining room hall. So those are the... Four hidden Mickeys in the Carousel of Progress. Going to the trivia question of this week. Which attraction can you make an elephant squirt water onto unsuspecting riders? This is uh, a good a good place to go if you have someone in your family who may not be tall enough to ride the attraction. This is a way they could still interact with uh, with the other family members or friends who could, could ride it. Uh, so the question is, which attraction can you make an elephant squirt water onto unsuspecting riders? You can tweet us at Podcast or email us at mendoww.com wdw at gmail.com with your guesses all right well that's all we have for this week please tune in next week for some more disney magic look for us on the twitter at mendu wdw podcast if you have any suggestions questions or comments please tweet us or email us at mendu wdw at gmail.com if you enjoyed the podcast please subscribe and leave us a review it really does help us out 
Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week.